Our top story, Minnesota lawmakers are moving forward quickly on a bill that walks back a 2023 ban on school resource officers using prone restraints on some students. The bill passed the House Education Policy Committee last night. It'll be in another House committee tonight. DFL leaders in the House say it will reach the floor next week. The new bill is a response to several police departments pulling their SROs out of schools amid concerns they could be held liable for subduing students in a prone restraint. This new bill requires a statewide policy outlining school resource officer responsibilities and requires officers to take training before starting work in a school. But it walks back language passed last year that imposed a ban on school resource officers using prone restraints. DFL Representative Cedric Frazier of New Hope is sponsoring the bill. This is a critical point to understand for our SRO discussion. So currently, peace officers are not allowed to use chokeholds or compressive holds in the regional force continuum. To put it simply, prior to 2023, and currently, if an SRO puts a pupil in a prone position and applied pressure in a manner that restricts breathing, that officer would be in violation of the law. The new bill is facing opposition from solutions, not suspensions. That's a coalition of students, community members, and organizations committed to ending racial disparities in discipline. Aaron Sandsmark is the Coalition Programs Manager of Solutions Not Suspensions. Aaron's on the line right now. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you so much for letting Th- me uh, be here. <laughs> sure. Well, thanks for your time, too. So you heard what Representative Fraser had to say. Yes. When you look at this new bill, what are your, some of your main concerns with it? Number one, our main concern and our our biggest stipulation on this bill is that we do not want to see prone restraints used on children. Point blank, that's what we care about. And what this bill does is it retracts um, SROs and other personnel, security personnel, for being compliant to that law. So we just don't think that's enough. Um, SROs should be held to the same high standard of care as other adults in the school building. And that's that's our main line item on that, and we don't think that this law um, appropriately protects our children from those types of restraints. Really? Because if you listen to uh, uh, Representative Frazier, it sounds as though that not, not a bunch is going to change with this law, that it sounds like students would still be protected. Mm. Yes. I was there at the hearing last night, and when Frazier said that, we took a pause as a coalition because from what we know from 609, Prone restraint is not explicitly lined out in that law. 609 does a great job of um, banning chokeholds and holds that are neck up. However, what the bill last year proposed that um, allowed or prevented SROs, adults, and other adults in school buildings from using more air compressive holds, it talks more about lower back on the ground. What a prone explicitly states what a prone position hold is. And what 609 doesn't do, it does not ban prone restraint. It bans chokeholds, which is true. But we are talking about prone restrictive holds. See, do you know how many kids in schools might have been um, restrained in a prone position? Do, Do we have any numbers on this at all? That's a great question. We don't, as a state, have um, the exact cases for SRO incidents or prone restraint incidents overall. We have numbers on restraints in general, but the state has not been um, collecting that data until uh, the bill passed last year. Was It was spelled out explicitly that prone restraints 
and um, cases when SROs were using these types of restraints on children would be actually documented um, by state mandate. But until last year, it was not mandated by the state to do so. So we have data on more broadly just different types of holds that were had that had to be used on children, um, and that data is available um, through MDE and. Um, so that's been there. But we have not, as a state, been able to collect prone restraint holds. It, of course, you were at the committee hearing last night. I bet you're going to probably be at the hearing again tonight, too. <laughs> and you probably heard supporters of the bill, which includes you know, law enforcement organizations, saying that they believe prone mm-hmm. restraints are sometimes necessary to keep students safe. Um, if you if you buy into that argument, which I'm sensing you don't, um, without that ability, do, will schools still be a safe environment I think schools can be an extremely safe environment if we have, if our kids can feel safe um, that the adults in our schools are not going to be using air compressive holds on them. I think schools need to feel safe for our children first. They have to be in our schools. And what this law does is causing a lot of anxiety for our students. And there was a lot of teens at the hearing last night, and there will be a lot of teens um, speaking at a press conference later today to talk about how this rollback um, to allow more protections for SROs to use these types of holds is causing them distress and causing um, the fear that these holds can be used against them. Um, so I guess what I say to teachers and uh, admin worrying about the safety of our schools, I wonder if there's better ways that we can consider, think about um, children's behavior instead of criminalizing it so quickly. Um, what are the ways that we can uh, de-escalate situations without putting a child in a prone restraint hold? I know there are cases where um, restraint is necessary. However, it does. the law passed last year does not restrict officers from using reasonable force, um, especially in the cases of imminent death or imminent case of serious bodily harm. That was stipulated in the bill. And what this new bill does is it strips away a lot of those protections um, from students, and the word imminent has been removed as well. So now the barrier for when these holds can be used is, is weakened. And we fear that because they haven't been documented very much in the past, and now they're just starting to, we are worried that our Black, Brown, Indigenous, and disabled youth will be um, most vulnerable to these holds by, by police officers in our schools. As they attempt to met out some kind of discipline or to control, right? You mentioned this, which is interesting, too. I mean, um, as you know, gosh, there's still fights happening in schools, right? You mentioned de-escalation, um, trying to to head off conflict before it blows up into something bigger. Uh, what what? How might that look, do you think, moving forward? To de-escalate a situation before it were to... Yes. Uh, yes. So I think what it comes down to is um, our teachers and our administrators uh, really (laughs) listening to our students' needs and thinking about when an incident happens or when a restraint needs to happen, um, you know, and not prone, obviously, but when something needs to happen on a redirect, there needs to be a conversation um, about restorative practices uh, with our student. What did that student need in that moment? What... um, what were the feelings happening? What was, what are the next steps that we can take 
um, to make sure this doesn't happen again. And what we're seeing with this bill, it feels like we are assuming a lot of um, we're assuming a lot from these students that they are behaving in a way that are somehow out of control. And I just think that we're not doing enough on the before end. <laughs> we're not doing enough mm-hmm. beforehand to prevent um, distress from happening. And the law right now allows for a reasonable use of force when there is threat of imminent death or harm. So we think that the rollback uh, to not allow SROs or to not hold SROs to the same high standard of care as other adults in a school building doesn't feel right. They can do their job while being able to hold a high standard of care. And it just feels like we are not um, taking into consideration the the needs of our children and not prioritizing um, the trauma that would be caused by a prone restraint. Erin, I appreciate your time. I know you're going to be at the hearing tonight. Thank you so much. Yes, I will be. Thank you so much, Kathy, and have a good day. You too. Erin Sandsmark is the coalition programs manager of the group called Solutions Not Suspensions. That's a community coalition committed to ending racial disparities in school discipline. By the way, the Public Safety, Finance and Policy Committee in the House is hearing this bill tonight at 630.